0: So there I was, taking a day off, listening to the radio one morning with a radio host taunting me. He was better at doing radio than I was, most definitely. He had the prestige too, and the paycheck to match, most likely, having the number one morning show in town while I was normally on the radio at the exact same time on a tiny little Christian AM radio station nobody knew existed. A few years later I was on stage doing stand-up comedy at a church, opening for another comedian who was much funnier and better known than I would ever be. and That little streak of envy began crawling in again. Not long ago I was listening to a podcaster doing a show similar to my own, but he's getting millions of downloads every month, with hundreds of thousands of listeners per episode, and he doesn't even put out as many episodes as I do every month. Still, he has the name recognition. He's won numerous awards. He has major sponsors. In each of these scenarios, I threw myself a little pity party for a few moments, thinking less of myself because I wasn't as cool or famous or wealthy or whatever as that person I was comparing myself to. But truth be told, by comparing myself to others, I wasn't really challenging myself to get better more than I was disgruntled with not having what I felt I should have, or not being where I thought I should be in my life and or career. And my comparing myself to others was holding me back from being what God wanted me to be. Hello Weirdos, I'm Pastor Darren. Welcome to the Church of the Undead. Here in the Church of the Undead, I can share ideas which are relevant to those who suffer with depression, need some encouragement, and for those who love or are just curious about the God of the Bible. And it doesn't matter if you're a weirdo in Christ or just a weirdo – everybody's welcome here at the Church of the Undead. And I use the word undead because here we are dead to sin and alive in Christ. If you want to join this weirdo congregation, just click that subscribe or follow button and visit us online at WeirdDarkness.com slash church. Full disclosure, I might use the term pastor because I've branded this feature as a church, but I do not have a theology degree, nor did I ever go to Bible college. I'm just a guy who gave his life to Christ in 1989 and has tried to walk the walk ever since, and has stumbled a lot along the way. Because, like everybody else, I am an imperfect, heavily flawed human being. So please don't take what I say as gospel. Dig into God's Word yourself for confirmation, inspiration, and revelation. That being said, welcome to the Church of the Undead. Comparisons are the worst… Not only do they rob us of the gifts God has so graciously given us to share with others, but they put up walls between the ones we love. The truth is that in some ways comparison can be healthy if we use it to grow, refine, tweak, and improve our skills. I could have looked at that radio DJ for inspiration on how to create a better radio show, or watched that comedian for tips on how to write better, funnier material or admired that podcaster for his narrative skills and audio production methods. I could have seen all of those as opportunities to grow and improve in what I was doing, in what I thought my calling was at the time. Yet most of the time we end up comparing ourselves negatively, even comparing our God-given calling, essentially getting in our own way and hindering the mission God created us to do. As it says in Romans 12, verse 6, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us." Maybe you struggle in this area too. Honestly, I don't know anybody who doesn't in at least a small way. You're not alone. So let's address the elephant in the room. We need to understand how unhealthy comparison can stifle your calling. And then let's find a means to squelch it. In other words, let's get you back to embracing your calling and living with purpose for God. 1. Comparison gives the enemy a foothold. Unfortunately, we have all experienced the tantalizing lies of the enemy. He is a crafty one. I'll give him that. He knows exactly where to pat the most punches that, in turn, breed fear, frustration, and discontentment. Ephesians 4.27 tells us not to give the devil a foothold or even the slightest space for him to weasel his way into our lives. Paul is conveying a strong and urgent message here. He is saying to suit up with the truth to combat the deceiver's lies. Put on that full armor of God, as described in Ephesians 6.11, so you can stand firm when the cunning attacks come. Because if you are faithfully living out your calling, you can be assured that those attacks will come. And comparisons are often Satan's weapon of choice. Don't fall for it. comparison prevents you from fulfilling God's purpose. We all have the same purpose—to glorify God with everything we do. As 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. God created us for His glory and for a unique purpose—to bring glory to His kingdom. God so graciously gives us a mission to carry out that purpose with a calling. That calling may be to serve in a ministry, obtain a certain occupation or vocation, or use certain abilities and talents to ultimately serve Him and make His name known. We all have a calling, whether it's ministry-related, career-related, or something else. John 17 verse 4 states, I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. We all have work to do, and all work given to us will be unique to us and the way God wired us. If you are questioning your calling, or how you can fulfill God's purpose, or wondering what your calling even is, we'll start by seeking Him in prayer, and then dig into His Word and allow Him to meet you on those pages, reminding you that as His beloved child, you are chosen and a special possession that can be used as a vessel for good. 1 Peter 2.9 says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. 3. Comparison leads to competition. The problem is when we compare our callings or allow someone with the same calling to bring out a measuring stick. We're missing the point there are we seeking approval from others or using our calling to truly honor God? I have to admit that's a question I need to ask myself regularly. Galatians 1 verse 10 says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. As a guy who will fully admit I like others to like me and my work, I have fallen into this trap more times than I'd like to admit. However, in all honesty, this is a tricky one because we all have a deep embedded need to feel loved and gain acceptance from others, maybe not even realizing that we are competing with others for that acceptance. So if you find yourself in this hard place wondering if you are striving to gain approval or honor God, ask yourself this question, am I trying to please people or win over God's heart? In other words, where does your validation come from? Where is your true motivation? 4. Comparison can cause idolization. It's easy to look at somebody else living out their calling and think, wow, they really have it all together. And then in turn, you look at your own life and how you're living out your simple little calling, or so you think, and feel as if you're not really making any difference in the world at all. Social media is notorious for this, and it's practically a not-so-sweet haven for us to idolize others and their outward lives with thousands of followers. But the word is clear on this issue. It is a form of idolatry, and countless verses tell us time and time again to flee from it. 1 Corinthians 10.14, Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. Jonah two verse eight those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. Colossians 3 verse 5, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Your calling isn't meant to make you an idol-worthy influencer. It's meant to make you a bold and passionate follower of Jesus, sharing a message of hope, The hope we learn about in John 3.16, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. So if your calling is leading you to idolize or compare yourself to others, step away from social media or whatever those places are that are ransoming your heart and get still before God. Seek His face and invite Him into this need to compare through idolization so he can capture your heart in a new way. 5. Comparison can breed fear and doubt. How often have you felt fear and doubt, or maybe even felt ill-equipped and incapable of your calling? Yep, same here. It's a rabbit hole I go down often if, if I'm honest with you, and honest with me, and God. You're not alone if you've ever felt unworthy of your calling, or incompetent of it, Truly, it, it is a battle that we all face at some point. Sometimes we fall into a slump where we tap into those feelings and have them on repeat, playing like a broken record. Yet these are not feelings that are meant to be any part of the gracious gift, our calling, that God has given us. God doesn't call us to things that we are ill-equipped or unable to do. He calls us to things that He knows hold a purpose for us and for others. 2 Timothy one nine says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. The truth is that we're not going to fulfill our calling perfectly. Nobody will because, well, believe it or not, we're not perfect. Surprising, I know, right? We live in a world bound by sin, and so of course we're going to enter the messy places where our humanness meets the holy calling deemed by God. Maybe Romans 11 verse 29 can give us some assurance here. For God's gifts and His call are irrevocable. Irrevocable. That means God will not withdraw our calling from our lives or think that we aren't doing a good enough job. Or that we are sinning too much in order to be called by God. While this verse pertains to Israel at the time and for them to return to God, it is also a sweet message for us today that He's always faithful and full of grace. His plan and purpose for us will always come to pass. Colossians 2 verse 10 leaves us with a sweet reminder, And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. As believers, we have the full assurance that we are nothing without Christ, but we are full and complete with Him. Jesus is the way to living out our calling. He is the truth that sets us free, and He gives us a rich and full life that allows us to put aside the comparisons and lean into Him. This week's message was adapted from an article written by Alicia Searle at Crosswalk.com. I've placed a link to the article in the episode's description. So, what is your calling? How are you living it out? Are you bending to comparison or feeling fully capable and complete in the one that bestowed that calling to you in the first place? If you like what you heard, share this episode with others who you think might also like it. Maybe the person you share it with will want to join this weirdo congregation too. To join this weirdo family yourself – find us on Facebook, listen to previous messages, even find out how to join me in my daily Bible studies – visit WeirdDarkness.com slash church. That's WeirdDarkness.com slash church. You can find the sources I used for this week's message in the show notes. I'm Darren Marlar. Thanks for joining me, weirdos, and until next time, Jesus loves you, and so do I. God bless.